there really isn't any room for Advent in our society anymore. All of us at different times have already began complaining about the jump to Christmas pretty early. Uh, It's showing up either before Halloween or right after it in the stores. And as soon as we were done with Turkey on Thursday, we had the option or opportunity to run out to the stores to begin our Christmas shopping, if you're still in the generation that goes to the store to do your Christmas shopping. (laughs) Because we have the opportunity to get to exactly what we want to get to and to have exactly what it is we want to have. Advent is a season of waiting. We are a society where so many of us are in debt because one of the things that we have failed to teach each generation after generation is that it isn't always if you want, you just get, go buy. Rather, waiting is part of our spiritual exercise. It's part of us recognizing that there is something that we are waiting for. So Advent, we wait. We sing songs that are kind of the minor key and not exactly run right away to the Christmas carols just so we can hear a little bit of complaints that we only get to sing Christmas carols one day out of the year in church. Because we're waiting. What is it that we are waiting for? There's many things in our different lives that we are waiting for. Some are waiting for the next four years. Some are hoping those four years take a long time. Some are waiting for the Sonics to return. Some are waiting for the Viking season to be over. There's many things that each of us is waiting for. But something, as we can tell by the history of man, is that we are waiting for a king. Time and time again, we put our trust into somebody to come and save us, somebody to make things just a little bit more right. We even see in the headlines over the past two days where one of those persons who came to power that had promised to make all things different and bring change about, Fidel Castro, has just passed away. And immediately, as he handed over power and then now as he has passed away, the question arises, what about all the things he had changed and done? Do they go away with Fidel Castro? How many times in our own country as a democracy, our hands, the the power changes hands? And every time the power changes hands, the question is asked, what about everything that that president had just done? And it's amazing how quickly those things can go. The first impeachment in the history of our country was because the president following Abraham Lincoln didn't follow along with his wishes. There's your high school history lesson for the day. (laughs) It's because we want a king. 
We want somebody who's going to set all things right, who's going to make it equal, who's going to give a fair shake and a share to the poor and the oppressed, someone who's finally going to put an end to all of those things we are tired of, the threats on our life, the conflicts that we have between each other, not just between nations. We want peace. And we know what that takes is a king, a ruler. Paul talks about it in Romans where where all of the world is waiting for it. He says, for all of creation is eagerly waiting for this redemption, for the Son of God to be glorified. For they have been subject to the pains of this world, not willingly, but because of our sin. So creation is eagerly waiting and groaning for a king. Isaiah. Isaiah that we will be following along with all of this month of Advent as we make you wait for Christmas. Describes the very king that is coming to us. The very king that has come for us. A king whose very life showed his splendid royalty in his innocence, in his ability to withstand temptation, in the way that he spoke to the outcasts of this world, the way that he fed the hungry, that with every word of his mouth, people had the ability to feel the peace of God. The first candle that we light in Advent is the candle of hope. And the hope is just for that King to bring us all of those things. That relief, that peace, that stability, the knowledge of an eternal reign that will never change and take away the promises. This is the king that we have coming for us. We often don't highlight this as, as Lutheran Christians. And N.T. Wright, as he wrote about the kingship of the Lord, made the point that the, lo- the life of Jesus can often be times like a symphony and a conductor needs to come along as we learn from it to raise up the volume of some things, and that the kingship of Jesus is part of the symphony that needs to be raised up for us to hear about because of this inward desire of us to have a king. Isaiah promises in chapter 2 that it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the highest place that the house of the Lord raised up so that we can see the King, so that we can see the presence of God for all of the kingdom, and the nations will come to it. Over the past week, Marcus and I have been rotating days to go and sit at the bedside of one of our brothers as he grows closer to death. One of the readings that I read out for him the other day was out of Revelation. The same reading that we read from here 
on All Saints Day. Where all of the nations under the kingship of the Lord become a great multitude. The languages, the races, the places they're all from. They come together and they sing of this glory of this King that comes for us. No great multitude has ever done that for any Castro, any Lincoln, any king of this temporal place. But how the great multitudes still sing out for the king who has come from the throne room of God. And one day our voices will rise up with that great multitude. All of the breath of God was spoken through Jesus Christ as he came here. His deeds and his actions spoke of his kingship. His citizenship was not made up of those who saw themselves wealthy in spirit and piety, but all of those who are broken. All of us who are poor in spirit. Citizens who find their strength in their king. The history of Israel was full of kings who kind of went a little wayward. Old Testament starts out with great heroes of the faith who could do feats of strength because of the Spirit of the Lord being upon them. But after David, it comes to a time where constantly the kings are struggling and oftentimes show a different spirit than the Spirit of the Lord. They were a people who were tired of getting such kings. Who, because of such rulers, their nation dissolved. But in Jesus, in Jesus not only has Israel, but we have a received a king who can do all of those things and more than those kings. One who doesn't just provide for the poor, but even after their death raises them from the dead. If we are waiting for such king, and we have seen such a king in Jesus, what is it like to have him reign for us? Verse 4 says, He shall be the judge between the nations. He shall decide the disputes for many peoples. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn of war anymore. In this king, we have a king of justice. We have a king who can actually be judge over us, who can look at the guilty that call upon his name and see them as innocent and forgiven. We have a judge who will execute justice over those who who have hurt and have harmed. One whose word is like a sword, piercing and getting to the heart of all matters. A judge 
who does not judge like we do. A judge who does not look at a person and judges them just by their looks, by their words, but a judge who intimately knows each of us, who even with our deeds and our words that otherwise would condemn us, can look at the heart that is full of the faith he's given and call it clean, call it forgiven. A king who is a true judge and is full of justice. Kathy talked about the path that we've been set on the roadmap that we have been given. As we come into Advent, we remember that, that hymn, Go Tell It on the Mountain. You know that hymn? If you don't, go to Concordia's Christmas program. They sing it every year. <laughs> it talks about the beautiful feet of those who go tell it on the mountain. And do you know what it is that they're to go and tell on the mountain on that pathway? Is that the Lord's reigns, that the king has come. How beautiful are the feet of those who go and proclaim the good news that the Lord reigns. Our king reigns in justice, in love, in forgiveness. Amen.